You are listening to the Equip Podcast. This weekly course seeks to equip our church, and we pray it can help you as well. Check out more resources at rockycreek.church. All right, well, good evening. Hope everybody is doing well, and uh, so we're glad that you guys are here uh, tonight. And so last week, um, Travis was talking about addressing anxiety, and so tonight we're going to look at, uh, I guess, addressing anxiety part two. And, uh, and so basically, uh, last no- week, uh, Pastor Travis looked at Philippians 4, uh, verses 4 through 9, and talked about how we're to rejoice. We can, you know, if there is worry, anxiety, fear, that, that we can rejoice because of God's character. Um, and, and even in difficult times, we know that God is good and we can rejoice in Him. Uh, he talked about gathering, how you know, it's, if we're isolated, then it's easier to be prone to the temptation of worry and, and anxiety. But uh, he says, you know, we should gather together. With prayer, there's always hope. So when we pray and seek God, there is always hope. Um, God gives rest. He gives us a peace that passes understanding. Um, he told us to focus our minds on Jesus, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable. If anything's excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And so as we uh, are prone to, to maybe fear or be anxious, then we can uh, focus our minds on Jesus. And then lastly, he says to, to persevere. There's not just going to be a quick fix that, oh, hey, I, I did this and now I'll never have to deal with this again. I, I wish it would be that way, but it, it's not. And so you, you've got to continue to persevere and continue to put truth um, into practice. And so tonight, like I said, we're going to continue uh, with addressing uh, anxiety and just kind of share a little bit of scriptures and also just share a little testimony of, of how God is, is, you know, things that he's been teaching me uh, recently. And uh, so let's pray and then we'll, uh, we'll jump in. So, Father, we thank you that your uh, word is great and, uh, God, your word is powerful. Uh, Lord, we do pray that you would allow us to fix our minds upon you. And, uh, and Lord, tonight that you would teach us how to, uh, to deal with anxiety and how to deal with worry and, and fear and uh, God, how th- to focus our attentions on you, that, uh, that Lord, there are lots of things that uh, compete for our attention. There are lots of things that may cause us worry, and, uh, and there may be you know, different things for each one of us as individuals in here. Uh, but God, we can rest assured in the promises of your word that uh, your promises are true for each one of us. And, uh, and so, Lord, may I pray that you would drive us to your word and that you would remind us so that we don't have to be uh, fearful and worried, but God, we can be confident in who you are. So, Lord, be our teacher tonight, and, uh, and Lord, may you be honored and glorified. And we ask these in, things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so growing up, I wasn't really a, a warrior. Now, that's not warrior like I didn't, you know, you know, throw, you know, go into battle. Uh, but I was not a person prone to worry. But now, I did have a friend. His name was Chad Cooper. And so Chad would always... If we were around, he would always go, all right, hey, what if? And he would come up with these crazy scenarios. It'd be like, hey, what if, what if you're stranded on an island? And, you know, what would you, you know, what would you take with you? Or, you know, who would be there with you? Or, or what, what would you do if, you know, we walk into this store and all of a sudden these gunmen come in and, you know, try to take over the store and rob the store? You know, he, he would just come up with all these different scenarios. And most of the time it would be like, all right, we'll play along and we'll, you know, come up with an answer. But for the most part, I didn't think much about it because I'm thinking, okay, the reality is that that's probably never going to happen. I mean, yes, there's the chance it could happen, but it's probably not. And uh, so because I thought the likelihood of this happening is very slim, 
I thought, I'm not going to worry about that. There's no stress here. Just just have fun playing his little game. And so, um, so I did. And, you know, and to this date, I haven't been stranded on an island anywhere, and I haven't gone into a store and, you know, mass gunmen came in and robbed the place either. So I'm, you know, made it 48 years, and that hasn't happened. I'm looking for another 48 years to continue on that track. Um, but, but even usually if crazy situations happen or things that are just like, okay, that they're, they're difficult out of my control, I, I wouldn't panic and, and I wasn't prone to just, you know, panic. Um, but I remember being at Lookup Lodge as a, as a counselor. And so this is working there during the summers and, uh, the staff had a weekend off. But for me, I needed to go home and take care of some things. And so I had to travel back to Georgia. But the rest of the staff, they all decided, hey, we're going to go tubing uh, up in the mountains of, of the Carolinas. And so we're going to go down this river. And so I thought, okay, they'll, be, they'll go do that. I'll come back Sunday night. They'll be back Sunday night. We'll get a good nice rest. We'll go to sleep. Camp will start on Monday morning. And new campers are coming in and thought, okay, no problem. Well, I get back and... I'm thinking, well, that's kind of odd. Nobody's, nobody's here. I thought they might have been back by now, but then, you know, a couple hours go by, and then it starts getting to be late, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to bed. I'm th- but there's, you know, before cell phones, I can't call anybody. I'm just, I have no idea where they, where they are, but I'm thinking, somebody's got to, at least somebody's got to be refreshed in the morning when, when all these campers come. I don't know where everybody else is, but I guess I might have to do it by myself. But I thought, well, I'm just going to go to bed. So I prayed, you know, Lord keep them safe. And I thought, I'm just going to bed. So I did. And, you know, somewhere during the middle of the night, the group finally comes in. And so the other guys that are in my cabin finally come in and, you know, and I was like, what in the world happened to you guys? So basically what had happened was the water in the river was lower than normal. I guess it had been kind of a drought that during that time frame, And it just took them way longer to get down the river than they needed to. And then they couldn't figure out where they were supposed to get out of the river and it was getting dark and so they finally got out of the river before they got to all these rapids and it was just a long story but for me it was just like okay there's no need to worry and panic like where are they what's happened to it was like okay god's going to take care of them and there's nothing i can really do about it so i might as well pray and go to bed and be fine and that was just kind of my my attitude um and then even with our kids now we have five children carrie and i do so we have four boys and one girl and there's a lot of accidents that happen with four boys and one girl. And so most of the time, it's just you kind of patch them up and say, all right, you're going to be fine. Go on your way. And, you know, and I don't really panic as far as an injury or, you know, somebody comes in and they're like, oh, I got cut or I'm, you know, this hurt or that. It's just kind of like, okay, we'll, we'll bandage you up and send you on. Now, I still didn't panic this one time, but I was a little bit more firm. And so uh, Maggie Ruth and Philip and Sam are playing in, in the boys' room. And all of a sudden, Maggie Ruth is crying, and so I go upstairs, and she's, you know, all upset and, and whatnot. And so I sit her down at the top of the stairs, and I, you know, ask her what's wrong. She's like, my ear hurts, and the boys were, you know, doing this or that, and they were, you know, being mean to me, and I fell down, and I hit my ear, and I thought, okay. And so I thought, okay, it's a, it's a little bit red there. And so then, I, though, I peel it back to see behind her ear, and so as I do... There's just from the top of her earlobe all the way around to the bottom of her earlobe is just split pretty much wide open. Now, it's not bleeding any very bad, but it, to me, it just looked like your ear's about to fall off, Maggie Ruth. And so, it, again, it wasn't, it wasn't like a panic, like, oh, my goodness, what are we getting? I was just more like, Carrie, 
I think you need to come up here and, you know, just a very firm come up. And I'm like, I think we're going to have to take her to the, you know, emergency room. Because usually my first thought is, ah, you guys will be all right. Just, you know, go ahead. We'll, we'll maybe take you to the doctor next week or something if it's still hurting. But no, but I was like, yeah, okay, okay, this is a little bit more serious. And so, but again, it wasn't a, a panic. Oh, no, what are we going to do? I'm so worried. It was just more, okay, let's address this and we got to get it taken care of. And, uh, and so that was, that's kind of, I, I haven't really been a worrier, been fearful of a bunch of things, but uh, December the 4th of 2020, I don't know, something changed. And uh, so, so December the 4th through the rest of December, January, February was a pretty rough time for me. Um, and just the, the idea of, okay, I haven't really worried before, but for some reason, there was just a spirit of fear, a spirit of worry, a spirit of I, I couldn't explain it and it didn't make logical sense and even some of the things I was thinking didn't make logical sense and I knew that and other people around me knew that but I could not it was still it was very real to me and so I, I guess I uh, you know share that to say that you know worry and fear and anxiety could come to any of us um, that we're not immune to it and and just because you're you may go through that doesn't mean oh I'm you know nobody else is experiencing this no, there's, there's other people that may go through a, a similar time or a similar type thing. And so I just remember on December the 4th, um, Carrie and I had met Sam in the Clemson area, and he's uh, been taking some classes at uh, Tri-County uh, Tech. And so he was sharing with us about his semester at school and some of the struggles that he had gone through. Um, and so then I'm processing that on the way home. Uh, we get off at Woodruff Road and are going down Woodruff Road and it's raining that night And so I see that there's a police car in the you know There's an accident out in front of Sam's and so I I, I was more trying to pay attention to the road And so we we kept going uh, past and didn't really pay attention. Well a few minutes later Josiah goes Hey, uh, what are you guys doing? And we we're like, well, we're, we're on the way home and he's like uh, I just got an accident so uh, I'm, I'm over here at Sam's and I you know so the, I'd wreck the car and so it's like, okay, that's we saw you. That's who that was it, with the, with the police there. So let's let's go back and check check that out. So we did, um, but but then that I don't know why it was just those two incidents, and maybe it was just the culmination of all of 2020, and I I, I really can't explain why, but it was just this spirit of like I said, a spirit of fear just kind of came upon me, and and my mind just started racing to lots of different things, and it wasn't just a oh, I'm just thinking about this for the next you know, hour or so, and I didn't sleep good on December the 4th going into December the 5th. It more went like I couldn't sleep December the 4th, 5th, 6th, 6th, you know, all the way through the, the month. Um, it was tough to, to eat. I didn't want to eat much. I didn't want to really get out of the bed much. Um, and it was kind of like, okay, I know I should, but I really don't feel like it. And, and again, I, I, I can't really say why all that happened I just know that during that time I had wanted to go okay let me just push through this but it was really debilitating and, and paralyzing and I thought and I feel like I can't do anything well I think I'm a failure and and for whatever reason all these things just just kind of culminated um, thinking that you know okay are my children going to turn out right because they're struggling with stuff uh, you know am I a failure as a parent um, you know, are we going to make it? We got to pay for money to get this car fixed and we got to, you know, and I'm thinking all these things and then it just continued to spiral thinking, all right, well now we got to pay for this and now will we have money to pay for that? And, but the thing about it was none of these fears and, and even thoughts were really rational. 
Uh, but, some, but that's really what, what fear can do to us. And worry and anxiety can, can cause us to think irrationally. And, and cause us to think that, hey, here's, here's something that, you know, rationally, no, we have some money in the bank. We've saved for incidents such as, you know, getting a vehicle repaired. Or, you know, so it's not like it was just, oh my goodness, we have no money. No, it wasn't that, okay, my kids don't love me or they're all, you know, just doing terrible things that, you know, are, are out there. No, it's, you know, I, I don't think that God looked at it and goes, oh, you, you haven't been a perfect parent. And so now I'm writing you off. Um, but it was just all these things were kind of culminating together. And, um, you know, even though they didn't make rational sense, they were very real to me. And so there, I, I, you guys may have a similar story or something where you think, hey, these there was a time where something happened to me and it didn't make a lot of sense, but it was real in the, in the moment as you're going through it. Um, and so life can come to us and it can cause us to, to be fearful and to worry and to be anxious. Um, and it can come suddenly. Uh, like I said, it was kind of, I mean, I can go back to that date and just know something, something happened, something switched and something was, was totally different from the morning of December the 4th to the evening of December the 4th. Um, but sometimes, you know, you guys have experienced maybe the uh, things that come that may cause stress and worry. It could be uh, the death of a loved one. It could be, you know, thinking about, okay, am I, is the job that I'm um, at, is that, is that secure? Or are they getting ready to lay people off? Um, it could be maybe you're, you're fearful of my, my health isn't going to be as good as it, as it was. Um, maybe you're uh, afraid of, of losing independence. Um, and so there's, there's things that can cause us and, and tempt us to worry and to fear. But the, God wants us to, uh, to fight those fears. And he wants us to fight against the temptation. Um, that really the fears are, a lot of the fears are, are what's happening in, the, in this life right here and right now. But yet God wants, to, wants us to focus on eternity. He doesn't want us just to focus on the temporary right here, right now. And really, one of the things that I've been reading um, over the last several months, I started reading a devotional book, and, it, and a lot of what he shared has been talking about, you know, this world is not going to be perfect. There's going to be trouble. There's going to be trials. There's going to be difficulties. But our hope isn't in, hey, this world is going to be perfect. It's eternity is going to be perfect. And God is, is going to redeem us, and God is going to give us a victory. And, but it may not happen all right here and right now. There's still going to be problems to deal with and things to address. Um, so during this time, though, it was very, um, it, it caused me to go, okay, I got to really think about what do I really believe about God? And when things are going easy, it's easy. Oh, yeah, God is good. God is great. But when things don't go exactly as you plan them, sometimes you have to reevaluate and go, is God still good? Is he still who I think he is? And the answer is yes. And that's where we go back to his word, that God isn't going to change. Our circumstances change, but God isn't going to change. And so there's a, several scriptures that were very uh, important to me and just thinking about anxiety and, and fear and worrying and trying to go, okay, God, I know that what I'm feeling and thinking I'm going to lose my job and then we won't have any money and then, you know, we're going to be homeless and, and, you know, and just this spiraling, it doesn't make sense. And so I got to go back to what I know is true and what is, what is real from your word. And so I just want to read some scriptures um, to you. And, uh, and taking us back to God's Word. So if, if you are thinking, you know what, sometimes I do feel worried, I do feel anxious. Hopefully these scriptures will give you encouragement as we, we look through them. But Psalm uh, 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So if God is our light and salvation and stronghold, there's nobody stronger than God. There's, there's nobody that is going to be more powerful than Him. If we are saved, then we're secure in Him, and we don't have to fear. Um, we, Psalm 55, uh, verse 22, says this. It says, But you, O God, will cast them down into the pit of destruction. Men of blood and treachery shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. So again, our trust is in God. Psalm 56, uh, verse 3 and 4 says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? And again, you know, going back to the idea of a lot of times we think that uh, the worries and anxieties and the fears that we have are temporarily in this world and kind of the, the things of the flesh. But God's saying, hey, what, what can flesh do to me? If I'm trusting in God, I don't have to be afraid of the things here that I'm secure in, in God and He's got a better future for me. You know, even if they take away, you know, homes or money here or even my life here, I've still got eternal life with God. I've still got riches that are beyond comparison stored up for me in heaven. And, I, and so that's where our focus needs to be. Um, Psalm 91 talks about even the, the, the fear of things that, that may come against us, but yet God is our protector. It says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone." You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So again, we can rest in God's protection, in God's provisions, and we don't have to be fearful of what may come against us, that God is greater than those things. Um, Lamentations uh, 3, in Lamentations 3, he gives uh, a great promise, um, Jeremiah does, to us that talks about God's mercies and God's goodness and His faithfulness. And so in Lamentations 3, verse 22 and 23, it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And then verse uh, 24, the, the Lord is my portion, says the, my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. Um, last week, like we said, that uh, Travis talked about Philippians 4, 6, and 7, about 
you know, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, present your request to God and, the, and, and God's going to give us the peace of God that passes all understanding. He's going to give us uh, that peace that is just beyond understanding. Uh, 2 Timothy 1.7 talks about how God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. So again, you know, we're all prone to, to have temptations come into our life where we may worry and we may be fearful, but God is telling us, don't worry about that. Don't worry about things because God is greater. Um, and Psalm 23 was really a great comfort to me during, during the time of, of December, January, February. And, and it's probably a very familiar psalm to most of us. And, but, but a lot of things that, that stuck out in this psalm, it says, the, the Lord is my shepherd. So David puts a lot of personal pronouns in there. It's not just the Lord is a shepherd or the Lord is your shepherd, but he, he's my shepherd. And, and he's taking care of me. He says, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Um, that, that on January the 4th, after I guess about a month of, of not sleeping well, not eating well, um, and, and just being fearful, um, this, is what I, what, this is what I wrote on, on January the 4th. It says, Lord, I slept good last night, but I was awakened with fear this morning. I was paralyzed with a fearful thought. Uh, fear is, is the first thought I had today, and that's not good. I know it doesn't come from you. You don't give a spirit of fear. Give me your calmness, peace, comfort, love, power, and a sound mind. Um, and then I, then I went on to write out Psalm 23 uh, verses 1 through 3. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my, my soul. I said, God, make me lie down in green pastures. Give me rest. Rest is something to be obeyed. Allow me to practice it and know you will supply my needs. Uh, the book of Lamentations says, the steadfast, Lord of the, love never, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Fear is not new every morning, but your mercies are new today. In this moment with you, please clear my mind. Please clear all the other thoughts. Please remove fears and distractions. And so again, it's just taking God's word and going, this is what your word says, God. This is what I'm feeling. And I know the two don't match up. So God, I want my feelings to match up with your word. And so I'm praying that your word is going to take over and, and you know, get rid of this spirit of fear uh, that, that's in me. And, and again, I, I can't really explain why or where it came from other than, it, you know, and, and even thinking through life, other things have happened to us that have been, you know, bad. I mean, other people, kids in our family have gotten in car accidents, so it wasn't the first time, um, you know. And I, so again, I, I don't know why it was all coming at that one time, but, but it did. And so I, I'm trying to work through it and go, okay, God, I need your help. And so what I want to do, um, now, it's just kind of walk through some other maybe practical things 
that God taught me and some of the things that, that I did as I was struggling and trying to figure out, okay, God, I don't want to live in this way, and, and I want you to, to work, and you know, I don't want to you know, be given over to worry because I know that that's not going to be helpful. If I can't sleep right now and I'm worried about not sleeping, that's just going to make me not sleep. And then I'm not going to want to eat, and that's not going to be healthy. And, you know, and it's just going to cause a lot of issues and problems. And so some of the things that, that I did were, uh, one was sometimes we just have, if we're anxious and worried, we may just need to take a break for a moment. Just, just take a break and take some time away, try to regroup, refocus. And so um, I was able to go away for a couple of days with a, with a friend. Um, some other people had, were gracious enough to say, hey, come over. We've got, you know, a, a, a kind of a little house to the, the side that's not part of their main house. And, you know, you can come over here and just pray and think and, and do what you need to. And, uh, and so it was just time off to say, okay, I, I don't need to keep trying to push through everything and just continue to work and work and it's going to get better. We just got to pull up ourselves by our bootstraps and it's going to be great. No, it was just, I needed some time away. And so graciously, uh, talking with Travis, he's like, yeah, take, take, some, take some time off and, you know, use your vacation days. Take a few days extra in the, into the new year and, and, and just regroup and get away and, and seek God during this time. And so I was able to do that. Um, also, um, somewhere in here, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I, in flipping through right before we came in, I couldn't find it exactly. But the, the other thing was, is to pray. And I know Travis talked about that last week is praying, but, but I know that for me, not sleeping for, for several days and weeks um, was very trying. But there was, at one point, Travis sent out a message to some of the, the leaders at Rocky Creek and some of the, the, the gospel group um, teachers. And we're able to, he just said, you know, please pray for Jeremy and, you know, staff's praying for him. And I can remember that he sent it out on, and I don't remember which day, but it was that same very day that I wrote something like, like, this is the first time that I've slept or felt more at peace than I had in, you know, in previous days. And so I, I, I know it was because people were praying. And, and so God was able to hear their prayers and take away um, the, the, the fears that I was experiencing. Um, but also, a lot of things is, you know, so take some time away, make sure we're seeking God in prayer, um, making a list of fears. Um, so there, there's some things that even in here that I wrote down that, you know, all the things that I could think of that were, were fearful for me. Um, and, and some of them, you know, maybe make sense. Some of them, I, I don't know, you know, they don't seem to, to make a, a lot of sense. Um, but I tried to just list down, okay, one of them, um, I'm fearful that I won't be able to go to sleep tonight. Another one, Eli and Meredith, they're looking at a, they were looking at this time, looking at buying a house. And I'm thinking, God, I'm fearful they're going to buy a bad house. And, you know, and it's going to be a house and it's going to have a lot of problems. Um, I'm fearful that, you know, Sam isn't going to be able to finish well at school. Um, I'm fearful that um, I don't have any fix-it skills, and that's kind of like, okay, if the dishwasher breaks or something, I don't know how to fix that kind of stuff, and just, you know, again, like, things are going to start breaking. I'm not going to know how to fix all these things. Um, I'm fearful that every noise that I hear, whether it be in your car, whether it be in the house, it's just a problem causing, you know, wanting, we got to pay. It's money that's going out the door, and so all these things are just, that's what, I mean, that's where my mind was, and I could not get rid of it for whatever reason. Um, but in those things, I was also trying to write down, okay, God is bigger than any of these things. God's the one that gives me rest. God is Jehovah Jireh. 
He's the one that's going to provide. So, so yes, these fears and these sins that I listed out, they were, okay, they're real in my life, but I also got to counteract that with truth. And, and the truth is, God uses weak things. God is going to provide. He is our source. And so when, when we're grounded in truth, then the fears can subside and the anxiety um, can, can go away a little bit easier than just trying to combat those things on our own. Um, so, you know, so if there is, you know, you're prone to fears or worries, I encourage you, write it down. Make, make a journal, list it out, and then combat. Okay, these are the things that I'm experiencing. And we'd be foolish to say, well, don't feel that way. That's what you're feeling, you know. So, but now how do you take that feeling and how do you combat what you're, you're, what you're dealing with? Um, another thing that I ended up doing was going, okay, take a piece of paper and draw a circle. So here's the circle, and you know, you may, it probably is more you know, a medium-sized circle on your page, but in, inside the circle was, I wrote down things that I can control, and everything in the circle was what I could control. Now, I could control if I was going to get up in the morning and get out of bed, right? I can control that. I can control if I'm going to eat something. I can control if I'm going to go for a walk or get some exercise. Now, the things I couldn't control, I can't control every decision that my kids are going to make. I can't control COVID and what's going to happen with that. I can't control political decisions and what they're going to decide and leaders and whatnot. Those things are out of my control. I can't control um, what's going to happen in people's marriages because during this time, several people that we know, are their, their marriages are struggling. But but I can't control fixing that for them. I mean, I can give some advice in different things, but, but really that's outside of my control. There's only a few things that I can control. I can control if I'm going to pray about something or not. I can control if I'm going to read the Word today. But the other things that are outside of my control, i got to just let those go and go, God, those are in your control. They're outside my control, so you take care of them. And, and rest in that. Um, Besides trying to, to figure out, okay, what's, what's my area of control and not trying to be anxious for everything, was also talking to people. Um, talking to people was very helpful because it reaffirmed that I'm not alone, that there's other people that have gone through similar things, and God says sometimes we go through things so that we can be comforted, so in somebody else's time of need, you can go and comfort them. And, uh, and, and God was able to do that. There were several people here, whether it's the, the staff, some other uh, just friends in the church that were able to come alongside and go, hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, can you go to lunch today? Can, you know, and, and just, you know, and they weren't really saying, all right, hey, I want to hear all the stories and, you know, exact. No, they were just saying, I'll, I want to be there for you. And if you need, you need me to pray for you, I can. If you just want me to listen to you, I will. If you want me to say, here's some of the things that I, you know, did when I was in a similar spot, uh, they were able to, to do that as well. Um, and, and sometimes it may be, okay, talking to a friend is good, but it also may be, you know what, I may need to talk to somebody that's got a little bit more professional experience than just some of my friends. And there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And so I, I did. We, Carrie and I both went, and, you know, she pretty much listened and, you know, just kind of heard, but it, it was a, a time just to go, okay, Here's what I'm feeling, thinking, and how do we work through this? And so some of it was just good advice to, again, be reminded of truth. Some of it was more, all right, if you're getting anxious and you feel you know, panicked or just feel this heaviness, then maybe here's some things that you need to do. You, you know, Again, just take a break. Maybe you need to step away. Maybe you need to go for a walk. Maybe you need to um, 
just get out of whatever situation is, is putting that anxiety and stress on you. And, uh, and so it was very helpful to, to talk to somebody. Um, also, uh, for me, anyways, um, I was able to, you know, I said, hey, I may need some medicine to help with this. And again, for me personally, I'm not thinking that, oh, well, if you took medicine, you, did, you didn't really trust God, did you? Well, I think, I, no, I did trust God, but I think that sometimes God gives wisdom and, and medicine and they may, uh, you know, those things can help. Now, my goal isn't to be on medicine for the rest of my life, but it did, I can tell you in the, in the short term, it worked and it, it was very helpful to, to go, I can't eat and I can't sleep. And so that's what, you know, the person that I, I saw said, that's not good because if you can't sleep and you go multiple days without sleeping, you're going to really start to think irrational. And so if you, you know, it's just going to compound. I mean, and even for people in torture techniques, it's not that they really have to do anything else to you, but if I wake you up every hour and don't let you get a good night's rest for a month, you're, you're going to be, you're going to, you know, there's nothing else we need to do. You're just going to drive yourself crazy because I can't rest. And so uh, taking medicine enabled me to go, okay, I can get a good night's sleep and it gave an appetite back. And so then things started to pick up. And so now it's like, okay, I, you know, I said, I don't need that medicine. I'm, I'm eating well, sleeping much better now. But in the short term, it helped me to get over that little hump. And somebody had, had given me the, the illustration of, it's almost like a, a, a bicycle. And so if you've got a bicycle, but you don't put the tires on your bicycle, you're not really going anywhere, right? Now you could put the tires on there, but if you don't put air in the tires, then you're still not really going to go anywhere. So it's, it's these things that are working together that you've got to have, you know, but now just because you have tires and air in the tires, if I don't pedal, I'm not going anywhere either. So it's, you know, it's these things working in conjunction together. So I think, you know, for me, I thought, okay, I can pray. I want to trust God. But at the same time, that's kind of the, I'm pedaling and I'm trusting God that he's going to, but at the same time, I may need to have some, air in my tires and some of it for me was okay take some medicine for a little bit and that was able to, to help get me on the right track um looking for ways to serve other people was was a big encouragement too and so it wasn't just man i'm focused on me i'm worried about me but i was trying to figure out okay how can i look for ways to serve other people because when i got busy serving other people then it takes the focus off of me and what i'm worried about um, and so I would look for opportunities in the neighborhood to talk to people, to pray for them, um, and, and do different things like that. So just look for ways that you can serve others so it gets the focus off you and you're able to really be more of a, a conduit for God's grace than just being consumed with all the thoughts that you have. Um, so we talked about Scripture and getting, our, getting into Scriptures and thinking about Scriptures. Um, and so what I want to do is read Psalm 40, verse 1 through 5. And this is going to kind of take us from, uh, you know, thinking about Scripture and meditating on Scripture. But then it also talks about songs. And, you know, that's fitting since Psalm is, you know, the book of songs in the, in the Old Testament. But he says in Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. 
You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. So I felt like I was in the, in verse 2, I felt like I was in the bog, in the pit, and, you know, just in that quicksand and going down. But God says, hey, I waited patiently for the Lord. And when we wait for the Lord, He hears our cries. He draws us up out of that. He sets our feet upon a rock, making our steps secure. He puts a new song in our mouth, a song of praise to our God. So not only does Scripture help, but songs in general can help. Um, and and there, were, there was a song that I had never heard before, but it, it, it talked about even the Scripture we read earlier in Lamentations, how God's mercies are new every day. It was just talking about your, your mercies are new. That God, sometimes I don't feel like getting out of bed, but your mercies are new, and I can walk in that, in that confidence of your faithfulness. Um, and on your handout, you guys have on one side, there's uh, a part that says our identity in Christ, but on the other side, there's a, lyrics to a song. And the song is called No Longer Slaves uh, by Bethel Music. And, and again, it's one of these things where I think God can use people to encourage you. God can use scripture to encourage you. God uses maybe songs and lyrics that are grounded in, in the word. And so uh, this song says, I'm not going to sing it for you. So you guys are very, you know, just be thankful. And uh, if you, if you want to listen to it sung, you can Google it or, you know, YouTube it later. And, uh, and, and Bethel will do a much better job than I, I would. But it says, you unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And so before we were in Christ, we may have been slaves to fear and slaves to our old man. But yet when we put our faith in Christ, we become his child. So he says, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Love has called my name. I've been born again into your family. Your blood flows through my veins. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And then that repeats several times. It says, I'm surrounded by the Father, or excuse me, by the arms of the Father. I am surrounded by songs of deliverance. We've been liberated from our bondage. We're the sons and daughters. Let us sing our freedom. And so again, God has changed and transformed us. We don't have to be slaves to fear because He's redeemed us and He's given us that freedom in Christ to no longer be bound uh, to our worries and anxious thoughts. It talks about how He says, you split the sea so I could walk right through it. So maybe the, the Israelites, they're, you know, they're thinking, okay, we're here and we got desert this way, desert this way, sea that way, and Egyptian army coming after us this way. We're not in a good spot. But God says, you split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears, you know, whatever they were fearing is drowned out in perfect love. God covers us with his perfect love so we don't have to fear. It says, you rescued me so I could stand and sing, I am a child of God. And then that kind of repeats itself uh, again. And so, so God's saying, if we are a child of God, I'm not saying that you're never going to worry, you're never going to be fearful, you're never going to you know, have an anxious thought. But I can say that you do have something to combat it, and you don't have to give in to that fear, that, that you can fight against that temptation, and you can be grounded in who you are in Christ. Um, the, the other side of, from the lyrics of that song, um, 
are just some things to remind us of who we are. That if we put our faith and hope in Jesus, we are His child. And God's not going to leave us and forsake us. Um, in, in Psalm 23, it talks about, Even if I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. God's going to be with us, whatever we face. And we also know that we're, we're His child. And then these other scriptures and descriptions tell us who we are. So if we can remember our identity in Christ, our worries, our fears can subside. Again, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect and you're never going to have a thought like that again. Um, and it, you may even struggle with it. And just because you do, that doesn't mean that you're terrible, horrible, and nobody else is like you. And I can't believe you're going through that. But I, I do want to say there, there is hope. The guy can bring you through those difficult times. He can bring you through the worries. He can bring you through the, the fears and anxieties. And if we remind ourselves of who we are in Christ and who, who God is and His character, then we can be conquerors and we can be victorious over the temptation to, uh, to, to worry and over the temptation to, to be fearful. And uh, So let's pray and uh, just thank God for who He is. Father, thank You that You are strong. Thank you that you are marvelous. Um, thank you, the God, that you are victorious and that Jesus is risen. And because of that, we don't have to, to fear. Um, God, your word says that, that, that what can man do to us, we don't have to, to fear the, the flesh. We don't have to fear um, things of this earth. That, that This is just a temporary home for us and our real home and place of residence is with you in eternity. And, uh, and so, God, I pray that you would allow us to keep those things into perspective. And that, God, that the, the temptation to, to worry about things that are just temporary, um, that, God, that you would remove that temptation from us. God, you would deliver us from uh, those evil thoughts. And, uh, God, I pray that we would remind ourselves of the scriptures of who you are and uh, who we are in Christ. And, uh, and, Father, I pray that you would give each one of us a confidence and a boldness to, uh, to, to follow after you and to be grounded in that. God, I pray for those that tonight that may be struggling uh, or those that hear uh, this later that, that may be struggling with fear. That God, I pray that they would realize that they're not alone. God, I pray that they can would realize that there are others uh, around them that want to come alongside them. God, I pray that they would talk to others. They would talk to, to you most of all. And, and Father, I pray that you would give them not a spirit of fear, but you would give them a spirit of power love and a sound mind and, uh, and father that you would allow us to overcome uh, the temptation to to sin by worry and to sin by being fearful and to be anxious but lord i pray that we would again be grounded in you and that you would give us the victory because it's in jesus that we have victory and it's in his name we pray amen thank you for listening to the equip podcast make sure to check out rockycreek.church for complete notes and additional resources you can also subscribe to this podcast and get weekly courses delivered to you. We hope to equip you for the work of the ministry.